and uh, welcome everyone. Good to see you all. Um, before we get before we get going, um, Sarah has a a notice about choir. Good morning, everybody. Thank you. Um, this is really, really exciting because on the 11th of December, we have our Carols by Candlelight. Woohoo! Now, if burning deep inside you has always been a passion to stand on the stage and sing, this could be your moment. If you would like to join a small but willing bunch of singers to sing Christmas carols, all traditional, no fancy arrangements, no feature song by the choir, just to come up and sing from the front, you are very, very welcome. But please do let me know today. And if you are also a closet musician, ooh, and you think this is my time to say, yes, I play the flute, or yes, I play the violin, or, or the French horn, Grace, um, then now is your time as well. There is only one rehearsal, and it is at one o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday the 11th of December. So it really is very, very low-key. If you would really like to take part, please grab me in the lounge after church. Thank you. Uh, next Sunday evening, seven o'clock in the lounge next door is prayer meeting. We're going to be praying for uh, events over the Christmas season. So please do join us. That's open to everyone next Sunday evening. You can put into practice all this teaching that you've been getting about prayer and you'll be getting some more today. So you can actually respond and do it by coming and praying together next Sunday evening. <clears throat> so today is... Uh, Advent Sunday. It's the first Sunday of, of Advent. Um, Advent is means the coming of Christ. The first coming of Christ um, meant um, that Jesus um, took on human flesh and was born uh, as a baby. And uh, he came into the world, God in the flesh, in order to pay the penalty for our sin. And he was obedient even to death on the cross so that whoever believes in him might not die but have eternal life and the second coming of Christ will be when he comes again in glory every eye will see him every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father so that's what we're here to celebrate the first and the second comings of Jesus you can't have Advent with 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 just the first coming of Christ He's coming again in glory and majesty and in triumph. So we celebrate both of his comings. So this, uh, this first section of songs really are telling that story of his first and second comings. But before we uh, start singing, we're going to pray. So let me lead us, lead us in prayer. Jesus, we thank you that you gave up your place of glory and majesty at the right hand of the Father. You were the word who was with the Father in eternity, and yet you gave up that place of majesty. You took on human flesh. You added humanity to your divinity, and you entered into this world, born as a babe in a humble animal feeding trough, and you did that, that you might grow up and be obedient, even to death on a cross. And we thank you that 
you died, but you rose from the grave. And after you rose from the grave, you ascended back to heaven, where you are now exalted at the right hand of the Father. And thank you, Jesus, that you are coming again in glory with all your holy angels to bring about a new heaven and a new earth where believers who trusted in you on this earth, who persevered to the end, will reign with you in a new heaven and a new earth where there will be no more death, no more sorrow, no more suffering, no more pain. We thank you, Jesus, that we are here to celebrate your coming as a babe, but also your coming again in glory. We bow the knee, we worship you, we love you, Lord, and we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would come and empower our worship, that we might encounter the risen Christ today. So come, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's stand to worship the risen and exalted Jesus. Let's stand.
Maybe you just want to speak out um, praise, adoration. Maybe you've got a, a, a tongue that you want to share. Let's just be open to the Spirit. Please lead us as the Spirit leads you. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We worship you. We adore you, Jesus. We bow the knee. We honor you as King of kings, Lord of lords. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Sing a new song to the Lord. Sing to the Lord all the world. Yes. Proclaim every day the good news that he has saved us. Yes. Proclaim Jesus. his glory to the nations, his mighty acts to all peoples. Yes. The Lord is great and is to be highly praised. He is mm. to be honored more than all other gods. Thank you, Jesus. The gods of all other nations are only idols, but the mm. Lord created the heavens. Glory and majesty surround him. Power and beauty fill his temple. Praise the Lord, all people on earth. Praise his glory and might. Praise the Lord's glorious name. Bring an offering and come into his temple. Bow down before the Holy One. When he appears, tremble before him, all the earth. Say to all the nations, the Lord is king. The earth is set firmly in place and cannot be moved. He will judge the peoples with justice. He will be, be glad, earth and sky, raw sea and every creature in you. Be glad, fields and everything in you. The trees and the woods will shout for joy. When the Lord comes to rule the earth, he will rule the peoples of the world with justice and fairness. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Lord. Some words from Romans. Re rejoice in your hope. Be patient in tribulation. And be constant in prayer. Having received the gospel by the grace of God, we must not lose heart. Eliana, Pariata Orostiana Katina Rabo, Indiata, Indiata, Indiata. Somebody want to just give us the interpretation of that tongue?
action for that. We believe uh, there will be one. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. Um, well, not for long, because uh, we've got an action song. Yay! Hey! And uh, it's the the actions are going to be on the screen, um, and uh, to help you, Jack and Sarah, not me. We'll be, uh, we'll be helping you along with this. So faith as small as a mustard seed. The reason I wanted to do this one, by the way, is we're, we're, in, a, we're in a series where we're talking about prayer. And uh, prayer is the means by which impossible things can be changed. Like mountains can be moved in prayer. So we want to express our faith through prayer. So let's, let's all stand, get ready to... Uh, stuff.
Please, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great. I always love uh, bringing people into membership. Um, what, is, what does membership mean? Well, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12 that the way that we join the church uh, initially is to be baptised. It says be baptised into the body in 1 Corinthians 12. And that's how uh, you join the church, um, universal. Um, so in general, be baptised. Some of you are Christians, but you're yet to be baptised. Um, you need to take that step of faith. So come and talk to me and uh, get baptised. Because getting baptised is the way that you say to the Lord, I want to be committed to the church and I'll, I'm going to do that publicly. Just like you, you would want to get married publicly, hopefully. Well, you haven't got any choice if you get married. You've got to have witnesses there. Surely you'd want to get married and you want people to know about it. You want people to be there to support you because it's an expression of love and devotion and commitment, isn't it? And it's the same in membership. We're saying publicly, I want to commit um, to Jesus Christ and to this church. So, but what does membership of a local church mean? Well, we join the church universal when we are baptised um, but we join a local church. The New Testament is written to churches, 1 Corinthians, 1 Thessalonians, Galatians, Philippians, Ephesians, and so on. And Paul writes to individual churches, and he tells the Christians in those individual churches that they should pray for one another, love one another, encourage one another, bear one another's burdens, and so forth. In other words, he's asking the Christians in those individual churches to be committed to one another in covenant relationships. Now, I don't know if you're aware, but a marriage is a covenant relationship. And a covenant is a relationship where we say before God vows and promises, and we ask God to help us keep those vows and promises. So when a couple are married in church and they know and love Jesus, it is a covenant that expresses something of the covenant between God and his church. So we are, as Christians, we're in covenant relationship with Jesus Christ. It's a covenant. It's a, it's a relationship of commitment. And the Bible in Ephesians 5 talks about being united, joined to Christ, as being like the covenant of marriage. And just as in marriage, you make promises and vows to love one another um, and before God and the congregation, so when people join a local church, they make vows and promises. Just makes huge sense, doesn't it? It's a covenant relationship. So I'm going to ask um, Ben and Grace if they'd come forward. Um, I did warn them. And Ben and Grace, um, I guess practice for when you do get married eventually. Um, we're kind of practicing, <laughs> hopefully. We're practicing, we're practicing the, the, the I do's here, all right? So you're, you're just doing it, you're just coming into membership of a church first before you do the, the marriage bit, that's fine. You're just practicing the covenant bit. 
So, no pressure. <laughs> so I'm going to do you two individually, if that's all right. So we're going to ask you so in questions and ask you to commit to serving the Lord in this church. So Ben, do you believe God has called you to serve Christ as part of this local Baptist church? Great. Ben, do you commit yourself to love and serve the Lord within this church, community, and in the world, and being filled with the Holy Spirit to fulfill your ministry in the body of Christ? Fantastic. Grace, do you believe God has called you to serve Christ as part of this local church? And do you commit yourself to love and serve the Lord within this church, community, and in the world, and being filled with the Holy Spirit to fulfill your ministry in the body of Christ? Fantastic. Because... A covenant relationship is about committing to the church. We're in covenant community. And so you, the members, have to make promises to these guys as well, to pray for them, love them, support them, walk with them. So can I ask the members only to stand, please? You know who you are. Because you've gone through this bit. Or you should have done. If you haven't, I've failed in some way. <laughs> But you should have been baptised and you should have done this bit. So, church members, family of Heathervale, a big hearty we do, by the way, do, do you promise to love, to encourage, to strengthen, to guide, to pray for, and to care for Ben and Grace as equal partners in the body of Christ? Yeah. I think they like you and they mean it. I think they really do. This is good. So, I have a... Um, membership certificates for you here. So, Ben, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and on behalf of this fellowship, I welcome you into our membership. And Grace, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and on behalf of this fellowship, I welcome you into our membership. Can I ask um, Tony and Nigel to come down and, uh, is that all right, Nigel? Our elders to come and lay hands on you and to pray. We've got a microphone. Thank you. You can sit down, by the way. It's all right. I'm just going to ask the, the Holy Spirit to come, and uh, if there's any word for you guys, for your future ministry in the church, going to be open to that. Let's lay hands on these uh, lovely people. Holy Spirit, just invite you now to come and uh, minister to Ben and Grace. As we lay hands on them, we pray for a word, we pray for guidance on how to pray. In Jesus' name, amen. What a joy it is to uh, welcome Ben and Grace into our family here at Heathervale. Yes, thank you. Father, we look forward to their gifting and yes. what they can contribute to the family here at Heathervale. We just ask, Lord, that you would bless them mightily, mm. that you would make them aware of the, those gifts, Lord, uh, and that they would have the opportunity to share those gifts with us and this community. Yeah. Lord, just bless them as they grow, continue to grow in their faith. And um, Father, just bless them mightily, we pray in Jesus' mm. name. Yeah. Amen. Ben, excuse the pun, but I've got fan into flame. Uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Uh, normally you put fires out, but in this case we want more fire. 
So we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would fan into flame the gift of the Spirit within Ben and within Grace, Lord. We thank you for uh, the way they're wired, the way that you've made them, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for their maturity as Christians already, Lord. They're young in the faith, and yet, Lord, they, they have such maturity, such a depth of, of love for you, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you'd fan into flame the, the gifts that you've given them. Lord, I pray for, for more spiritual gifts. I pray that you'd make them hungry and thirsty, Lord, for spiritual gifts. We ask now, Holy Spirit, that you'd fill them afresh with joy, with your gifting. Lord, come now, Holy Spirit, and fill them afresh that they might serve you in this church with passion and with joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, you said that you will build your church. Yes. And we thank you that you've drawn Bain and Grace yes. into this fellowship. Thank you, Lord. To build your church here in this place. And therefore, you've drawn them into this place for a reason. Yeah. That they you. have the gifting that none of us have. Yes. And Lord, we want to see those gifts used for the extension of your kingdom yes. here in this place and in this community. Yes. So, Lord, we would ask that you will really bless them. You'll enrich their relationship with each other. And that they will be a blessing to us. And we know that they will be a blessing to you. Thank you, Lord. Well, Lord, as uh, Ben walked up uh, the aisle to stand here, he was obviously struggling. Mm. And so, Lord, I pray yeah. that you will send your spirit upon yes, him. Bring healing, Lord. That you will bring to him that measure of healing yes, Lord. that he needs at this moment in time. Yes, Jesus. That you will restore him back to full health. And Lord, we would also pray for his role as a firefighter, for that measure of protection for mm. him. Uh, as he goes into many different and dangerous situations, Lord, may you be ever close by his side mm. with your arms of protection around him and give grace that sense of peace that he's in your hands when he's at work. So bless them both, we pray, in Jesus' name. Mm. Amen. Grace, I just had a, the, the phrase I'm getting is means of grace, that... Um, you know, you are going to be a means of grace to others. You are, you are an encourager. Yeah. You are somebody who comes alongside and you have real wisdom. And God is going to use you to bring grace to, uh, to others. As you encourage others in prayer and in Bible reading, um, Lord, I pray for that ministry in, in grace of being a real encourager. She has that teaching uh, ability too, that depth of, of knowledge Lord, in that, it's that kind of brethren Bible background that she has. Lord, you want to use her to, to build up and encourage and strengthen others in the faith. So, Lord, may, may grace be a means of grace to others in this body. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Bless you. Bless you both. Another hug? Is that all right? Yeah, we do that. Bless you. We're going to take up the offering, um, and the children uh, are going to leave us. So let's pray. Let's pray for the, the children as they go. So Lord, just pray your anointing on the children and their leaders right now as they go to a different part of the building to learn about you, as we pray for ourselves. So we pray for them, that you would meet with them and encourage and strengthen them in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Mary. Let's pray, let's pray for this uh, offering.
Jesus, just bless this offering now. Um, Lord, you've given us gifts. You've given us the gift of your spirit. You've given us spiritual gifts. You've given us the gift of Jesus. Lord, you have poured out grace abundantly into our lives. So help us now to use the gifts that you've given us, but also, Lord, bless this money. Use it for the extension of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. I missed a bit out, actually, when they were in um, kids' room, but never mind. We'll do it now. Um, I just wanted to take a, a few moments to, uh, whenever we bring people into membership, it's a good opportunity for those who are members to reflect on the, on the commitment of being a member and to ask God for strength to continue in that and to persevere in one anothering one another. And for those of you who are, who've yet to take that step of baptism and membership, can I encourage you to reflect on your commitment to Christ and ask the Spirit if he's asking you to be baptized and to come into membership? Well, he is actually asking you to do that. Um, but, you, but make it your own. Seal it in, in your own heart. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read out, um, I'm going to read out the church covenant, um, which, is, which, is in, um, which is in our membership directory. And this just reminds us of the, some of the commitments that we make as members. When we come into membership, um, this is what the covenant says. By God's grace, we endeavor to lead a holy life and to walk together in Christian love according to the command and example of Jesus Christ. We strive for the spiritual advancement of this church to sustain its worship, ministry, and discipline by our presence and means. We commit to behave before the world according to the teaching and example of Jesus Christ as recorded in Scripture. If we have them, we seek to bring up our children with a knowledge of Christ's love and Christian values. We seek to act in a way that promotes fellowship and unity. We seek to remember each other in prayer, to support each other in sickness and difficult circumstances. And we seek to endeavor by all means to share the gospel with those who have not yet committed their lives to Christ. Whether you're a member yet or whether you are a member, can I just ask you to, to commit your life again to Jesus, to serving him in this church and in the world, particularly reflecting on some of those covenant statements that I've just read out. So take a moment to recommit in the power of the Holy Spirit to serving and following Jesus. Two of the commitments are to remember each other in prayer and to support each other in sickness and difficult circumstances. Let's do that now as we 
have a time of open prayer where we lift members of the fellowship further afield to Christ. If you want to pray, please uh, stick your hand up and uh, somebody will come with a, with a microphone. If you're on Zoom, please unmute and share. But let's lift one another before God in prayer now. Um, as the Spirit leads you, please lead us. Heavenly Father, we lift uh, Brian and Joan mm. to you today. We thank yes. you that Joan has returned home uh, to be with Brian. But Lord, they, today they're, they're going to view somewhere. We just pray that you are with them every step of the way, that you will be their decision makers, that you will be in control of where their future lies, Lord. We just pray for your blessing and peace to be within them and around them and for this whole situation. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Well, Father God, we just lift Peter Marks to you this morning. Father, we, we thank you that, um, that he is in hospital and that perhaps he will get the treatment that he needs now. But Father, we just pray that you would bless him. He doesn't see well, he doesn't hear well, and he's feeling isolated. Lord, be with him today. Be close to him, comfort him, and give him your peace. And we pray for Kay too. Father, just bless her, help her to cope without him, and keep her safe and well. So, Father, we just lift Peter and Kay to you this morning and ask that you bless them both. In Jesus' name, amen. Dear Lord, I just want to pray for my grandmother, Sylvia Conley. Um, I live a long way away, so I'm not able to look after her all the time. And I just pray that you can keep her safe for me when I'm not here with her and look after her. Keep her healthy, safe. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Dear Lord, I just want to pray, say, pray thanks for being with me throughout a recent period when I wasn't feeling very well and just for your grace and kindness during that period. And just knowing that you were there has brought me closer and closer to you, knowing that you were just in that situation and just kept me very calm and I just knew that you were there with me through all of that so thank you for that and I just want to pray for Mark and my son Sam who have both got COVID at the moment and are feeling quite poorly just so that you'll be with them as well and that they'll have a full recovery um, and also protection for myself and um, everybody that's been around them dear Lord amen The Lord is not slow to honour his promises. He seeks all to repent and find salvation in Jesus Christ, that none should perish, but find eternal glory in his new heavens. Lord, thank you for the words that help all of us at times of need. The words of the psalm, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Thank you, Lord, that you are always with us. You watch over us and you only want good for us. So be with all those in need today and 
may they come to know those words. Amen. So, Lord, as we read your word together and look at it together, we ask, Holy Spirit, you'd really apply it to our hearts, bring conviction, Lord, in us. Um, raise our faith, Lord. So, Lord, may our eyes be on Jesus as we study his word to us in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> so, uh, this is the, the last on our, in our series on prayer. Um, we're looking at Luke 18. One of Jesus' parables about prayer, Luke 18, 1 to 8. And he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. He said, in a certain city, there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused. But afterwards he said to himself, though I neither fear God nor respect men, Yet because the widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by her confident continual coming. And the Lord said, hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the son of man comes, will he find faith on earth? So um, one of one of Satan's um, I'll switch that off <laughs> just in case I go rogue and start wandering or something. One of one of Satan's main strategies is to cause Christians to lose heart and become discouraged. Um, and Satan has all sorts of strategies that we should be aware of as Christians. Um, it's all sorts of ways that Satan can discourage us. Um, for some of you, it may be health issues, sort of sense of impairment or long-term sickness, which drains uh, your energy and joy, saps, saps your joy. For some, it may be unanswered prayers for family um, members who've lost their faith or are yet to come to faith. It may come from the sheer frustration of aging, which limits your ability to do all that you once could do. Well, Satan has all sorts of strategies to cause us to lose heart and become weary. Um, and this is really what this parable is all about. It's about not losing heart. Listen to Jesus in verse 1. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show that they should always pray and not give up. Um, what's the remedy? What's Jesus' remedy to not getting weary and losing heart? It is prayer. It is prayer. Um, why? Well, the simple answer is that when we pray, we are putting our trust and dependency on God. It is so easy when we become weary and discouraged to go down into a kind of tailspin, right? Where we get more and more miserable and grumpy and we forget to pray or we don't feel like praying. We're not in the mood and we become very 
self-centered and independent and grumpy. And it goes down and it, it's a spiral downwards that, isn't it? Whereas actually, if, if we would just stop and reflect for a moment on our mood or our emotion and do what David does again and again in the Psalms. One of the Psalms I love is Psalm 42, where David says, why are you so downcast, O my soul? He speaks to his own soul in prayer. And he says, look, soul, why are you downcast? Put your hope and your trust in God. We need to become more emotionally self-aware as Christians, don't we? Rather than saying or feeling, I'm not in the mood today to pray, well, why don't we bring that mood to God in prayer and say, why am I so downcast? Oh, my soul. Identify the emotion. Bring it to God. Um, I'm doing an essay on emotional health. It's part of my master's, and uh, I'd be really fascinated to see how David is emotionally honest with God. So often, I don't know whether it's Britishness or whatever, but so often, if we feel we don't have pious words to say, we, we just keep quiet. We don't pray. Well, I'm not in the right place to pray today. That's not how David prayed, is it? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That's how David prayed. How long must I live with injustice, he cried out to God. He's emotionally out there, honest, isn't he? Why can't we be? If you're not feeling like it on a Monday morning, and that's a few of us, tell God you're not feeling like it. Tell God you lack joy. And you want some more. Say to your soul, why are you so downcast? Put your hope in God. We need to be more openly, emotionally honest with God, don't we? You see, if we're honest with God, he will come to us and minister to us. God loves it when we get honest with him. He doesn't want us wearing a mask and putting on a pious voice. He wants us to come as we are. Um, prayer feeds faith, lifts up drooping hands, and strengthens weak knees. I borrowed that from a commentator because it was better than I could do. I'll say it again. Prayer feeds faith, lifts up drooping hands, and strengthens weak knees. But it's a particular type of prayer that Jesus teaches will help us not to lose heart it's a prayer that's focused on his return one thing i've really learned to do better over the years partly because i need to well mainly because i need to is i pray a lot more with thanksgiving about heaven and my eternal destination because thank goodness this world is not our permanent resting place, good as it is in some ways. We're just passing through. And so when I'm struggling on a Monday morning, whenever, my 
eyes are on my final destination. I'm looking in those moments of despondency and discouragement to the eternal kingdom where I'm going to spend an eternity. And my spirit and soul are lifted. I am strengthened. I am filled with joy at that prospect. Um, just after the nine o'clock service, a, a lady spoke to me and she said, I wish, I wish I could have that hope. And I said, you can have that hope through Jesus. She was talking about her, um, a family member who suffers with a serious um, nervous condition, de degenerative condition. And she said, oh, I wish, I, I don't know what the answer is. I said, I do. It's Jesus. Because I said, if, if, if you and that person could put their faith in Jesus, in heaven, that condition will be fully healed. And she said, well, keep praying for me. And I said, yeah, I will. I said to her, keep seeking. Never know where we're going to have these conversations with people, do we? Anywhere. You see, when we focus on our eternal destination, our spirit and soul are lifted from the Monday morning blues. I love thinking about the fact that one day I will live with Christ in a new heaven and a new earth where there'll be no more suffering, no more tears, no more injustice, no more pain, no more strikes, no more economic meltdown, no more rising energy bills. We will live in eternal bliss with Christ. And that's where we should focus in our prayer. You can always pray, even in the darkest valley, giving thanks to God that you are heading for heaven. Always. However dark it gets, however difficult it gets, we have a hope that is in us through the Holy Spirit. And that hope of the Holy Spirit reminds us that this world is not my home, I'm just a passing through. There was a folk song about that, wasn't there? The truth is, while we're on this earth, we will have trouble. That's what Jesus said. But take, take heart, he said. I have overcome the world. He's overcome. He's reigning at the right hand of the Father now. One day he will come again and he will bring the fullness of his kingdom. We will reign with him for a thousand years. And after that, we will reign with him for eternity. Sounds good? So why is my soul downcast? Put your hope in God. When I was uh, much, 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 much younger, I didn't understand the Psalms because I thought, life's pretty good. David, you seem to be whinging a lot. <laughs> but now, I'm starting to get David. I'm starting to understand. If you live in this world, this body long enough, you will suffer. 
but God has given us a hope. This is why Jesus says in verse 7, And will not God bring justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Justice, by the way, is praying that God's will would be done more and more on earth as it is in heaven. Right? That people would come to faith. The more of God's kingdom would break out. There'd be more healings. There'd be more uh, release from oppression. The more uh, equality, all these things. But ultimately, these prayers will only be answered on that day when Jesus returns to bring a new heaven and a new earth. The completion and fullness of his kingdom. But what did Jesus mean in verse 7b to 8a? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. That's uh, a tricky one, isn't it? Because some, some of you have been praying for family members, for situations, circumstances for decades. So what did Jesus mean when he said, you will get justice and quickly? Well, he meant this, that in the scope of eternity, the delay that we're in for the fullness of the kingdom when Christ returns will seem as a blip in the scope of eternity. This waiting, this delay, this partly frustrating life that we live in will seem as nothing in the scope of eternity. And when Christ comes again, it will be in the blink of an eye that the heavens and the earth will be renewed. And those who've trusted Christ and persevered to the end of faith in him will go to be with him and will inherit an eternal inheritance in the new heavens and the new earth. And that will happen suddenly and quickly. So we should keep on praying in the light of his return. Um, we're, just to illustrate this, um, journeys, delays, I, my prayers and thoughts are with you if you're on the trains this Christmas. We're having to go and get both of ours from Bristol and Sheffield because they've stopped the trains deliberately when students are due home. That's okay. Um, there will be delays on the M25 and on the M1 and all the rest of it. But you know, the hope of seeing your loved ones means that you will suffer and put up with the consequences, the delays, the frustrations of travel. Because you want to see these people, don't you? Um, I'm not sure whether I'd be too keen to put up with protesters sticking themselves to the motorway, but that's another story. But we will, we will put up with delays because of the hope of seeing our loved ones. And we will put up with the frustration and the delay of seeing Christ because we long for him to come again, don't we? We're on a journey through this life. We're, we're, going, we're on the way somewhere else to our eternal home. And Jesus is saying, when he comes again, will he find faith on the earth? Will he find Christians who are faithfully praying? Um, verse 8b. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? He means this. Will you and I keep on praying and looking to the second coming all the way through our lives? So that when Jesus returns, or we're raised from the dead because we've already been passed on to glory, will he have found us through our lives 
faithful in praying in the light of his return. Will he? Well, you know, the way to finish the race with joy and with faith is to keep on praying for God's will to be done and for his justice to come on earth. To keep on praying for those family members who are not yet Christians. To keep on praying for those family members who've drifted. To keep on praying for justice and peace in the world. And, you know, we can so easily get weary with these prayers, but the reason we shouldn't get weary is that if we keep our eyes on the heavenly eternal kingdom, we will not grow weary. Because one day Christ is coming to set it all straight, to put it all right. So what, who are we to get weary? We will spend an eternity with him. So get praying now. Be alert, be awake Pray with perseverance and persistence today because you're going to spend eternity in heaven. So let's see his kingdom come more fully today. And let's see those who do not yet know him come to faith because we've prayed persistently. However long it takes. Somebody, I'm not going to betray names. Somebody at the nine o'clock, they were having coffee after the service. She called me over. She said, I need, I've never told you this story. And she said, my best friend, she said, gave her life to Jesus right at the end of her life. And she said, I've been praying for her for decades. And she said, I've never told you this before, Martin, but this friend of mine, she came to faith right at the end, just before she passed to glory and told her friend that she had found Christ and she knew what it was to trust in the cross and the resurrection. Amazing. She just prayed and prayed and prayed until her friend came to faith. Wow. You can do that if your eyes are on the eternal kingdom, on the prize, can't you? Let's have a look at the parable. Jesus tells this parable to illustrate what he's saying. He doesn't tell us exactly what the justice is that the widow is seeking, but it's probably because she's a widow, she's probably due financial compensation. But somebody somewhere is blocking the system. Some of you know what it is to encounter a, a system that blocks you at every turn. You're seeking help and support. Some, somebody's out there to stop you getting the support that you need, right? Um, that's if you can even get through on the phone. Well, this is a similar, this widow is trying to get financial compensation because her husband has passed on. And she goes to the judge. The judge doesn't fear God or respect people. He doesn't care. He's, he's just um, a shark judge, all right? But, but he knows that in Israel's laws, the widow, the orphan, the oppressed, the foreigner has to be supported. So he's under a moral and legal obligation to do something. And this woman knows this, and she keeps pestering him. Anybody keep pester? pestering to get justice anybody anybody had to keep on pestering and pestering and pestering yeah well she pesters and eventually she wears him down anybody ever worn anybody down through pestering yeah he's so tired of her persistent he he acts but he doesn't act out of shame he doesn't care he acts because he wants to get her out of his face and this is one of those how much more parables. If God, who is the perfect, 
just, loving Father, how much more will he answer our prayers when we persist than the unjust judge grants the request of the widow? You know, if even the unjust judge, with all his lack of compassion, caves in, well, God, who's the loving and perfect and just Heavenly Father, how much more is he longing to answer our prayers and to see us get justice? So keep on praying, keep on persisting, keep on persevering. Because prayer feeds faith, lifts up drooping hands and strengthens weak knees. In your daily prayers every day, look to the heavenly city, just as Christian did in Pilgrim's Progress. Look to your final destination with hope. That's where you're heading. Give thanks to God for the eternal life that Christ has secured for you. Give thanks to God that one day you will have no more sickness to contend with, no more illnesses, no more bodily decay, no more aching joints. It'll be a thing of the past. So when you're having a difficult day, cast your eyes to the heavenly glory, to the heavenly city, and pray with thanksgiving. Use your eternal destination as fuel to strengthen your weak knees and your drooping hands. Let's pray. Jesus, I, I pray for those who, particularly who are weary today, for those who are discouraged and despondent. I pray, Jesus, for a fresh vision of the heavenly city and of the eternal kingdom that would sustain them. And Lord, I pray for all of us. Forgive us, Lord, when we allow our despondency and despair to, to overcome us and we stop praying. Jesus, may we be emotionally honest in prayer with you and may we look to our eternal inheritance to fuel us and to inspire us and to give us the perseverance to keep on praying for family members and situations because Lord, how much more do you want your will to be done in our lives and in the lives of others than even we do? So give us persevering hearts, Lord, to keep on praying. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, yeah, this song just sort of sums up really what I've been saying. So Cornerstone, let's stand to sing. on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. Darkness. 
Some of you are in a storm at this time. Some of you are weak need and feeling uh, a bit uh, down in the dumps. And uh, we would love to pray for you. We would love to just come alongside, lay hands on you and ask that the spirit would comfort you, strengthen you. So if that's you, please remain in here. And uh, prayer team, can I just ask that you'd be aware of people around you or even if just be aware of the, the people next to you. If you just just uh, pray for them, just lift them up before God. Um, otherwise, if you just like to uh, make your way next door for tea and coffee, that would be great. So let me pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that you are the rock on which we stand, the cornerstone on which the church is built and founded. We just ask now, Holy Spirit, that you'd strengthen us and fill us afresh with joy. Send us out from here, Lord as those who live with the hope of your coming again, Jesus. In his name we ask. Amen. Amen.